on Sunday, May 11th, 2008, almost 12 years ago to the day, uh, Pastor Andy and his wife, uh, Aubrey, began their ministry here at Element Church. At the time, Element was only six months old, and Andy had just graduated college with his ministry degree. We were in need of a youth pastor here, but we only had one problem. We couldn't afford to pay anyone. And so I thought, who's dumb enough to work for free? Actually, I didn't think that about Andy, but we really <laughs> couldn't pay anybody. Uh, and and I, I want you to know, too, that I've known Andy since he was in sixth grade. Uh, ever since I've known him, I've been so impressed by his character and his gifting in ministry. And when we started Element Church, I knew that Andy was someone that I would want to have on our team here at Element. So I called Andy up and I, I asked him if he wanted to be a part of our church to be our youth pastor for free. Uh, God confirmed to both Andy and Aubrey that he was indeed calling them into this new thing in their life here at Element. He got a full-time job at the Walmart Distribution Center and began at Element as our youth pastor as a volunteer. Since that time, he has served in a number of different areas in our church. And looking back, I can see now that, that God had a plan all along, that God was training Andy and raising up Andy for just such a time as this. As many of you know, and you will hear in Andy's sermon, God is asking now Andy and Aubrey and his family to take a new step of faith in ministry and start a church up in Billings, Montana. While I don't want Andy to go, I do know that this is what God's called them to do. God has raised them up for this specific moment in time. This will be Andy's final message as a pastor on our staff, but he will always be a part of our family. So it's my absolute honor to hand over the platform one more time to someone that I trust completely to bring God's word to you. Andy, if you go ahead and come up here, I, I want to thank you for your 12 years of service. Uh, I'm proud of you. I love you very much, and I'm honored to have you do this one more time. Man, that's quite the introduction. <laughs> I hope I don't bomb it here. Well, hey, Element Church. Uh, I am Andy Hazlett. I am uh, your associate pastor here at Element Church, and, and this will be uh, my last message to share with you as your associate pastor, and, and that is... Uh, super bittersweet. It, it, it's bitter because um, our, our family has absolutely loved serving Element Church these past 12 years. Element was about six months old uh, when we joined the, the pastoral team, and uh, we were a portable church at the time. We were meeting in the movie theater, actually, and it has been a massive blessing to be a part of what God has done here at Element Church. I mean, just absolutely incredible to see what God's done over the past 12 years. But our move is a positive thing. Pastor Jeff will, will tell you as well that uh, as, as a pastoral team, we have dreamed of sending people out to start churches and to uh, extend God's kingdom elsewhere. And, and looking back, I, I do now realize that uh, God has been preparing us throughout these last 12 years to be sent out and to start a new church. So we're, we're sad to leave, but at the same time, uh, we are excited 
to go. Today's message is going to be just a little bit different than normal because uh, I'm going to take a few minutes to share our story of sensing God's call to, to go out and start this church. Uh, I'd also like to take a minute to share with you a story from the scriptures that has uh, really been an encouragement to us as we've been navigating through this season. And then I'd love to end with uh, sharing with you quickly our plans for launching Connections Church in Billings, Montana in October uh, later this year. So almost three years ago, uh, Pastor Jeff was on sabbatical for the summer, and uh, I was preaching a lot more that summer with, with him gone on sabbatical. And it was during that time that I just began sensing uh, from the Lord that perhaps God was going to use us in another church someday. I wasn't sure, but I just began to sense that. And it seemed like every time I preached after that point for the last several years, it just kind of crept back to the surface. And there was this, just this sense that, man, I, I think God maybe uh, wants for us to be preaching, wants for me to be preaching regularly and, and leading in uh, another church that could use some help. And so I began praying back then, and I've been praying this for three years pretty consistently, this pretty simple prayer, just been praying, Lord, put us where you want us. Put us where you want us, wherever that may be. And if that's here for the next 20 years, great. But if it's somewhere else, then, then we're cool with that as well. And, and since then, I've been praying that prayer occasionally. And, and I, I felt strongly that we were not supposed to go looking for something else. But if God wanted us to be serving in another church, that he would open the door. So fast forward to this past summer, and my wife Aubrey and I began to talk about that prayer that I'd been praying. And uh, we began praying that prayer together, asking the Lord to put us where he wanted us. And this sense of, of calling us out of Element Church into another ministry, it began to amplify and so our prayers began to increase as well. And, and I, I wish I could share with you every confirming answer to prayer, but I'll share just two of them with you today. I, I finally worked up the courage in this season to go tell Pastor Jeff, my boss, uh, what Aubrey and I had been praying about. And immediately he responded and said, man, I, I've been sensing the same thing that at some point in the near future, uh, I think God's going to call you guys on to a different ministry. And I had been praying specifically for three years on and off that God would give confirmation to someone in authority over me if we were supposed to go. So hearing that confirmation from Jeff was a huge answer to prayer. And for three years, I'd been praying, as I already shared with you, I'd been praying that we would be approached with an opportunity rather than us seeking something else out. And, and while I was at a, a prayer, a pastor's prayer retreat, I was approached about potentially leading this church restart up in Billings and to start Connections Church eventually. And uh, man, we, we spent several months praying and fasting and seeking out godly counsel. And it was in January that, that we made this commitment to move to Billings and to start Connections Church. So the past nine months, has been kind of a whirlwind as, as we've been navigating through this change. And there's a story from the Old Testament I want to share with you that has risen to the surface several times in this season of life. It's been an, it's been an encouragement to us, 
And it's been a help to us as we've been uh, going through this season. season. And, and as I share this story with you, I hope and pray that it would be an encouragement and help to you as well. The big idea for the message today is this. Active trust leads to significant blessing. Active trust leads to significant blessing. The story of Abraham is one of the best stories of trust and faith in all the Bible. In fact, there are references to the faith of Abraham throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. And we first need to understand some of the background of Abraham. His story is found in the book of Genesis, the first book of the Old Testament. And this is long before Jesus shows up on the scene. The entire nation of Israel, the Jewish people, come from the family of Abraham. He's often called Father Abraham. And so if you know that Sunday school song, you can sing that from home and annoy somebody today. It'll be awesome. Abraham and Sarah have a son named Isaac, and he has a son named Jacob. And Jacob's sons will eventually become the 12 tribes of of Israel, a nation was born, and God would use this family to become a nation that would learn to worship a holy God, and eventually the Messiah, Jesus, would come from this nation, and all the nations of the world would be blessed through this family. That, that promise was and is being fulfilled as people, even today, from every tribe and tongue, trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But we're going to go way further back in the story to the beginning of the story of Abraham. And at the beginning of the story, he was known as Abram. It was later that God changes his name to Abraham. The main scripture is Genesis 12, verses 1 through 4. It says this. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. Active trust leads to significant blessing. And there are three powerful lessons that we can learn about trust from the call of Abram. The first is this, trust the right voice. Trust the right voice. You see, Abram was listening to the right voice. He was listening to God. And, and one of the most important things for us to see is that God is the one that initiated the relationship with Abram. God made a promise to Abram, and he was saved because he trusted in God's promise. Likewise, God has initiated a relationship with us. He's promised us life through Jesus Christ, but we have to trust in Jesus for that promise. Further, Dr. Warren Wearsby makes a fantastic connection 
between the call of Abram and the story of the Tower of Babel from the previous chapter in Genesis 11, Dr. Wearsby says this, At Babel men said, Let us. But to Abram God said, I will. At Babel men wanted to make a name for themselves, but it was God who made Abram's name great. At Babel, the workers tried to unite men only to divide them. But through Abram, a whole world has been blessed and all believers are united in Jesus Christ. See, there are lots of competing voices in our lives. We have culture, social media, family, friends, critics, etc., Etc. And we've got to filter all of those voices through prayer and the scriptures to help us determine what is godly and what is not. But what I've discovered, and maybe you've discovered this about yourself as well, I've discovered that the voice that is often the biggest problem is my own. What I've learned is that frequently the voice of Andy just so happens to benefit Andy the most. We we are bent toward self-centeredness, whether we like to admit that or not. The, The challenge for us is to be sure that we are listening to the voice of God. Now, that could be a whole sermon For sure. But let me offer a few really quick uh, pieces of advice on hearing God's voice. The first is this read his written word, the Bible. So, like if somebody suggests that God is telling them to uh, leave their wife and kids for a mistress, we can quickly conclude that no, God is not, because the scriptures clarify that for us. The second thing is, to spend time listening. When we fail to develop a prayer life, it's no wonder that we don't sense his direction. But Jesus promised this in John 16, 13. He said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So we need to listen. The third thing is seek out godly counsel. Scripture teaches us to heed godly wisdom from godly people. And as a believer, I need to use caution in asking for insight from people that don't follow Jesus. Ask a godly person. And if all of the godly people in your life have red flags going up about a direction in your life, then there's a good chance that God is using their voice to redirect you. Active trust leads to significant blessing. In Abram, we learn to trust the right voice. Second thing we see is is that trust is tested by the fruit. Trust is tested by the fruit. Commentator Albert Barnes points out a higher blessing and a lower blessing that God gives to Abram. The lower blessing, as he describes, is a personal blessing that God gives to Abram. The Lord promised to make him into a great nation, to bless him, and to make his name great. See, there would be a high cost for Abram 
to leave his home, leave his family, and walk away from everything that was familiar to him. But the Lord promised Abram that he was going to provide greater blessings to him personally. And actually, this blessing is a picture for us of our salvation in Jesus. The command of God is to turn to Jesus away from sin and idols. To follow Jesus, we must leave behind our old ways. But in Christ, there is a promised blessing of abundant life. The higher blessing, though, that God gives to Abram, is this promise to bless all nations through Abram. God would bring the Messiah, Jesus, through Abram's family. Abram's obedience would become eventually, through Jesus, the greatest blessing the world could ever experience. You see, the fruit of God's promise to Abram would bless all people. The end result will test the value of the source. The end result will test the value of the source. It's kind of like the nutritional difference between a donut for breakfast and a bowl of oatmeal for breakfast. Like, I love donuts and really everything that's bad for me. But if I eat a donut for breakfast, first of all, one of the biggest problems is I don't want to eat a donut for breakfast. I want to eat half a dozen donuts for breakfast, right? But if I eat a donut for breakfast, even though the number of calories might be about the same as the bowl of oatmeal, what I know is that I'm going to be hungry again in about 30 minutes. I'm probably not going to feel that great, and I'm not going to have that much energy, right? On the other hand, if I eat this bowl of of oatmeal with pecans in it, which I love, if I eat that, most likely it's going to tide me over all the way to lunch. I'm going to feel much better. I'm not going to feel like death like I might feel when I eat six donuts, right? The way I feel an hour after eating a donut tells me that it's not good for me. Abram's actions would not just benefit himself. They would bless the whole world. Have you ever noticed that we sometimes do good things, but we do them with a selfish motivation? It is good for us to test the trajectory of our actions. It's good for us to do that. So how do we make a personal application, a practical application here? Well, we frequently have to make decisions that the Bible doesn't give us clear direction on, right? Now, maybe that feels weird because I'm saying that in church and I'm a pastor, but here's what I mean. Like, the the Bible gives us clear direction on lots of things, lots of uh, moral decisions, and all kinds of stuff we have clarity on. But there's things like, for example, uh, what college do I go to? Or how many children should I have? Or what career path do I go down? Or how early should I wake up tomorrow morning? Those kind of things. Like we don't have a verse that tells us a clear answer to some of those kinds of questions. But, but here's my advice to you today. You can test whether you're trusting the right voice. You can test whether your actions are godly or God-honoring by asking a question like this. Will this decision build my kingdom or will it build God's kingdom? Will it build my kingdom or will it 
build God's kingdom. Because if it builds just my kingdom, then perhaps we need to go back into the prayer closet and ask for God to redirect our decision. Active trust leads to significant blessing. Abram trusted the right voice, and also his trust was tested by the fruit. Lastly is this, trust walks. Might sound kind of weird, but Abram departed. He left. He walked away from everything familiar. You see, Abram never would have experienced the promises of God if he did not go where God was calling him to go. Abram was faithful to go. Now, he made some mistakes along the way, but he was faithful to go. Uh, God changes his name to Abraham, and he does a mighty work through him and his descendants. The New Testament book of Hebrews talks a lot about Abraham. Hebrews 11 is known as the hall of faith, and there are many examples of faith listed in Hebrews 11, and Abraham's story takes up the majority of the space in that chapter. Hebrews 11 verse 1 defines faith this way and says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. It's kind of like faith is like action without clarity. It's like action without clarity. Hebrews eleven eight sums up Abram's step of faith and says this, By faith, Abram, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went. And check out this next part. Even though he did not know where he was going. I don't know if I can handle that. You know, we know the end of the story, but Abraham didn't. Try to put yourself in his shoes. Risk everything, and I'll give you clarity later. Right? Like, obedience for Abraham was no small step. He had to step out in faith before he got every answer to every question he had, and I'm sure he had many. I want to share with you uh, one of my many faults. I have plenty of faults. So I've discovered about myself in in the last several uh, months especially that uh, I like to be in control, right? And and maybe you do as well. Maybe you struggle with that as well. I like to be in control. And uh, here's the, there's a positive side of this is that I am a planner to the core, I love to plan things. I like to budget. You might think I'm weird, but I like to budget. I like to write out 10-year goals and think about things like that and do strategic planning. I like that kind of stuff. And, and that's good, right? Those are good practices to do. But what I've learned, the negative side of that is that I like to be in control, which can be a problem when God's calling you to take a step of faith. So for about four months, my wife, Aubrey, and I, we, uh, we were navigating through this decision on like, man, is God calling us for sure to go? And so we spent about four months praying and fasting and uh, speaking with many godly, wise people in our lives. We, we met with, I think, a dozen people up in Billings, different people that were connected to this process, 
super godly wise people that uh, helped us navigate through this decision. I think I read half a dozen books in those four months specifically about church planting and restarting a church and whether or not I was the right fit for something like that. And, and all of that was good. I mean, that's, I would highly recommend uh, that you should pray and fast and go through a process like that. But we came to a point sometime in January where we needed to make a decision on whether or not we're going or not. We needed to commit or not. And by commit, I mean like uh, resign my job here at Element and sell the house and, and pack the moving truck and go. Like we needed to commit. But if I'm honest, there were a few questions that I still wanted answers on before we made that commitment. Now, they were legitimate questions, and they still are legitimate questions. They're, they're good questions that I should be asking. However, in that season, the Lord just, man, wrecked my spirit. And, and I, can, I can remember the Lord in, impressing his voice upon my spirit and just speaking to me, uh, telling me, Andy, I have given you all the confirmation you need and then some. It's time to commit. And man, God just wrecked my heart on that because man, I realized at that point that some of these questions that I still wanted answers to before we made a commitment, they had actually become a lack of trust and a lack of faith in what God was calling us. Because, because we had no question at all that God was calling us to go. Plenty of questions about how it's all going to work out exactly. But I'll tell you what, we came to this point where it's like, you know what? We can't get answers to these questions until we go. We got to go. And, and we're just going to have to see how God provides all of these needs. So before I share with you our plan for Connections Church, I'd like to leave you with three questions for you to consider as kind of a, a faith checkup on your own life. The first is this, are you listening to God's voice? Start there, start there. When we become Christians by surrendering to Jesus as our Lord, we must submit to his voice instead of ours. The second question is this, whose kingdom are you building? Whose kingdom are you building? It's amazing how quickly we can get off course, serving our own interests rather than serving the Lord's interests. The last question is this, are you dragging your feet? Perhaps you know that you've heard from God or you know that your actions don't align with God's truth. It's time to walk in obedience. Active trust leads to significant blessing. Gosh, Element Church, I pray that we would trust the right voice. I pray that we would test our trust by the fruit that it produces. And I pray that our trust would walk, that it would involve action. So, why are we starting Connections Church in Billings, Montana? And this is what I'm so excited to share with you. Here's the deal. The west end of Billings 
where our church property is located, needs Connections Church. Population growth on the west end of Billings has exploded in recent years. What used to be empty farmland is now just sprawling with residential development, even a new middle school right across the street from the church property. We, we are starting Connections Church in the heart of this population growth on the west end of Billings. We have an absolutely incredible opportunity to share Jesus in an area where many are searching unsuccessfully for fulfillment in the things of this world. Another reality that just fires me up is that on the west end of Billings, it's filled with incredibly influential people. And here's what I know. When people connect to the mission of Jesus, their influence becomes exponential. So our mission at Connections Church is helping people connect to authentic relationships and experience fulfillment in Jesus. Our dream, our dream is to make disciples who leverage their influence to build God's kingdom instead of their own. And I am fired up about what God's going to do through this church. We, we are naming the church Connections Church because even though our world is more connected than ever before, we are more disconnected from meaningful relationships than we've ever been. The world desperately needs an authentic relationship with Jesus and his followers. So my, my family's next step is to relocate. And we are in the process of uh, closing on our home in Cheyenne and uh, then finalizing the purchase of our home in Billings. When we arrive to Billings, Lord willing, in, in just a few weeks from now, uh, we will hit the ground running as we meet with people and we start to build a launch team. There's another couple from Element Church that uh, feels called to move to Billings as well to help us start Connections Church. And I'll, I'll invite them up here in just a moment. This summer, we will build a launch team and start meeting weekly. We will serve the community near the church, getting our church people, getting ourselves into the community. We will start small groups and build volunteer teams. We will raise up leaders and we will launch Connections Church, Lord willing, on October 4th of this year. And man, am I excited about that. Nervous, but so excited. Because I, I know, I know that God's going to do something with it. I can't tell you exactly what, but we have our plans. We believe God has directed our plans. And we trust that God's going to uh, use us to reach the west end of Billings. Pastor Jeff's going to come up in just a, a moment here to kind of wrap it up for us. Uh, but I, I would just like to say thank you. Thank you to Element Church. Thank you to, to Pastor Jeff and the team. Um, man, uh, Element has been an incredible blessing to me, to my family, and it has been 
an honor to serve here for the past 12 years. And uh, gosh, we're, we're sad to go. But uh, gosh, we're excited to go too. So, um, you know, thank you for investing in me, in us, and thank you for being gracious to us as we've uh, grown, as we've learned to uh, minister and to lead. We appreciate you so much. If you'd like to get a hold of me at all, if you have questions about this church that we're starting, uh, if you have questions about how you can help, how you can partner, how you can pray, uh, or maybe, hey, maybe God is calling you to relocate as well. Um, I was dumb enough to relocate across the country to help <laughs> at Element Church, so, so maybe you are as well. Who knows? Uh, but uh, you can email me. My email address is andy at elementchurch.life, and I would love to hear, uh, would love to hear from you. Pastor Jeff's going to come up and uh, wrap it up for us. Thanks, Andy. Uh, normally on a Sunday morning, uh, we would probably all stand and cheer for Andy, and it's, it's sad to me that we can't send his family off the way we normally would, but uh, we're doing our best to honor him on the way out. I'm going to ask uh, his wife and kids if they come up here, and then Kelly and Kara Jenkins as well, uh, the couple from Element that will be going with uh, the Hazlets to buildings and ask them to come up, and uh, you'll get to see them and meet them, and, and, uh, and we're going to pray for them. And then also, I didn't tell Andy we were doing this, we're going to ask all the staff to come up too. We're going to do our best to spread out as, as much as we can. Uh, but I, uh, there's a word we use for our staff uh, around here, and it's family. And we're, we're, losing a, we're, we're sending a family member out, and we want to pray over them. So if you guys can get as close but as distanced as you can. <laughs> we're doing our best to abide by, by all the rules here. But we want to pray over Andy and Aubrey and their kids uh, Josiah and Maddie and, and Kelly and Kara Jenkins, so proud of you guys, man. Um, I remember as a church planter, I remember how important it was for me to have somebody say, you know what, we're dumb enough to go to. Um, so, uh, and for real, it means, it means so much to me that you guys are going with them. I mean, we're going to miss you too. You guys have been a key part of our, of our church, but we're proud that you're going with them. And uh, it's gonna, we can't wait to see what God does. So if you're watching at home, um, and if you were here, I'd ask you to do this. If you want to extend your hand out towards your computer monitor or TV screen or whatever you're watching on, and join us in prayer, and uh, our staff's going to do the same. And then uh, when I'm done, uh, we'll be done for, for the day. So we do love you guys, and I uh, would encourage you to reach out to Andy. Also, before I forget, um, the giving page is already set up for Connections Church. I was the second person to give to Connections Church. Andy was the first. So... Uh, it's on the screen. If you guys want to throw it up on the screen, it's, it's uh, connectbillings. If we get, get that giving, I can't, can't see what it all is. If we get that on the screens real quick, guys. Maybe not. Thought we had it. Okay. Maybe we don't have it. We're going to get it. <laughs> there we go. There's the giving page right there. Sorry, they had to switch camera shots, I guess. Uh, so that's the giving right there. Uh, take a picture of it. Write it down. I would encourage you. Support what God's doing up there in Billings. I think there's no better work than God's church. No better work than God's church to give to. So do that. Join me in prayer if you would. Uh, Father in heaven, uh, we, we thank you so much for the clear call of God you've placed upon Andy and Aubrey and Kelly and Kara 
and, and others, Lord, who you're going to call to a part of this church. Lord, we thank you for how just you still do it to, to all of us who believe in you. Just like you did to Abram, you still call us to take steps of faith. And Lord, I thank you for Andy's obedience. I pray that you'd honor him for that. Lord, I thank you so much for the amazing, amazing work you've done through him the past 12 years here at Element. Lord, our church would not be the same uh, if he wasn't here with us. And now we're sending him out, Lord, to a mighty work in Billings. And so we ask that you would pre pre prepare the way financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically, or connect them with the right people. Lord, bring people in the name of Jesus to that church to come to faith in you, that their lives would be changed forever because they were a part of Connections Church. Lord, I pray for Kelly and Kara as, as they go. Lord, provide for them a home and jobs and, and all the things that go along with a big move like that. Lord, we lift them all up to you. We, we are commissioning them to you and to your work. And Lord, I pray that you would do amazing things through them. Lord, we love them so much. We're going to miss them greatly. But Lord, we know this is your next step for them. And so we release them to you. In Jesus' name, amen.